0: At this time, Brother Larry Wilson will come preach to us concerning the back of God. The back of God. And I want to point this out to you, also, Brother. This, you can see this timer here is counting up. Okay. So, so when it's done counting, I'm done. When you're when it's done counting, yeah, you got about 83% battery left there. So, okay. Yeah. As long as we're here talking, I'm gonna. That's all right. I'll get I'll get started
1: after you get over there. Okay. Oh God bless.
0: You. <laughs>
1: I'm kidding. I think the are over there, Brother Joey. I'll tell you what, he's a pastor, isn't he? He is. I thank the Lord for him. I would uh, like to mention, as Brother Joey had mentioned, uh, we're going to have a Bible conference in March. It'll be the 15th, 17th, and 18th. Somebody said. I know it's the third weekend in March. I think it might have been last year. We had do what? Wrong dates. Wrong dates.
0: You said
1: 15, 17, and 18. That doesn't make no, sense. No, I'm 15, 16, 17. Okay. Did, I, did I say it that? That's a first mistake that I, not really, but. The third weekend, let me just leave it right there. The third weekend of March. And it's a shame. I I have not, uh, we haven't done anything concerning the, the Bible conference yet. And I should have. I'm going to get the invitations out. Uh, pretty pretty quickly. But everybody is in, invited and uh, we always enjoy a Bible conference. We've enjoyed this uh, Bible conference. I'll tell you it's been a blessing. You know we love to hear the preaching. Amen. Love to hear the preaching. And the food is good too. And people like to eat. But the fellowship that, that goes a long way because we're fellowshipping with those of like faith and order. For the most part, we agree. We agree upon things. There might be some things that we don't agree upon. Like I told a preacher friend of mine more than one time, he's with the Lord now. We didn't agree on everything, but the Lord's going to straighten him out. (laughs) No, we love the fellowship, and we love uh, the Lord's people. Look with me. 33rd chapter of the book of Exodus, if you would, in the 12th verse, and I want to read through verse 23, as has already been mentioned, our subject has to do with the um, the back of God and the, high, the hind part of God, if you would. And I'm not going to rehash everything that I did last night concerning the uh, subject uh, matter itself, the back, such as last evening, was the the arm, but at the same time, there's a a clear message, and I believe a, a practical message that the Lord's people need to need to hear. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast always found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein Shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in in that thou goest with me? So shall we be separated, and I thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight and I, I know thee by name. Amen. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, and I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face. For there shall no man see me and live. In fact, whether it be his face or any other part, there's no face really to see. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand and will pass by and I will take away mine hand and thou shalt see my back parts but my face shall not be, be seen. And it wouldn't. You know Moses had quite a responsibility. He was to lead the people Of Israel, God's chosen people. A lot of people say they don't believe in election. Well, they believe in election. God elected the nation of Israel to be His particular people. They say they don't believe in election. Well, there's vocational election because He elected Moses to be the one to deliver the people. They would cross that river, go on through the wilderness of sin. Of course, Moses was not able to take them across Jordan and go into go into Canaan to go into that promised land. The Lord allowed Joshua to do that. But here, Moses was looking to know more about God, to realize more about God, fill in his own heart, his own soul, more about God. He had the responsibility of leading a rebellious people who have refused to follow God as they should follow God, and uh, they, they were on their way to where God had promised them, and Moses was to take them there. And Moses knew that he needed a closer relationship with the Lord to be able to accomplish what he's got. We all do. Preacher, brother, and dear, we need a real close relationship with the Lord. You know, it's a serious matter to stand in the pulpit each day, never take that for granted. Amen. Don't take for granted whenever you're preparing to, to preach a message or teach a lesson or whatever it might be. I know they're, they're the, some of the parishioners and just people in general may have an idea that, you know, a pastor of a church, he's got about three hours a week to work, and they, they think that that's, just, that's, that's the end of it. I like to work. I don't mind working. I'll tell you what I've drawn up messages in my mind on a lawnmower, riding that lawnmower and mowing, or doing different things, or if I'm sitting there, sitting there hunting, trying to hunt or something or other. You're working on that. What I'm saying is, your mind—if you belong to the Lord—you're looking for things concerning the Lord that's running through your mind as well. Or scriptures will come up, and you'll try to, you'll, you'll try to, uh, to learn more about those things. Moses had just received the Ten Commandments, the law. Then he was gone for 40 days and 40 nights. And there were the Israelites while they were away. They had built this golden calf in rebellion to God. They wanted to be able to see God. They wanted to see that which they would worship. A lot of people are doing that today still yet. They wanted to be able to see an object of some type of what they uh, in, in, in some way or another. Moses saw what they were doing. He got upset. He threw it down. It broke those tables of stone. Stone. It it broke that. Now God is angry. Moses was upset as well. And he refuses to go into Canaan with him. Refuses to do it. Verses 1 through 3 of this 33rd chapter of Exodus. He said, and I will send an angel before thee. And I'll drive out the Canaanites, and Amorites, and the Hittites, and the Parasites, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites unto a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of thee, for thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. All that they have done, all that they did. Moses said the Israelites are God's people. They belong to God. And if God won't go with them, then he, he He isn't going to go with them. I'm not going to go with them. If God's not going to be there, I don't want to be there. He said that he would go into the promised land. He would go there. Of course, Moses himself, as I've said, and as you know, wasn't able to go to the promised land. But I believe here Moses is, is working Moses needed all the help he could get, and he needed the help of God Almighty because he could not do the chore and the the the, the job that was given to him to take the Israelites there across uh, that Red Sea, and not only that, across Jordan, he wasn't able to even do that. But all of this had discouragement in the life of Moses, and he was very discouraged. You've been discouraged. He was discouraged, as we've never been discouraged. He wanted something from God to help him lead the Israelites, these people. So he asked the Lord, let me, let me see your glory. I need to see your glory. I believe there's a word here for every person who really belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ, everyone. one. Notice this with me, first of all. It is a bold request where We're a human being, a man. Ask God, show me thy glory. There's no way in the world we could ever be able to behold the glory of God. How could we ever see all the glory of God? We realize the glory of God. We're affected by the glory of God. We trust in God Almighty, and we know that His glory shines everywhere concerning the child of God. There is the glory of God. Verse 10. Exodus the 33rd chapter and all the people saw the cloud pillar stand at the tabernacle door and all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent. Moses was divinely called by God Almighty to lead the people of God to Canaan. He had a job that required faithfulness, dependability and he had to be, be faithful continuously faithful. He must walk in obedience to his Lord. If you want to live for the Lord, then we need to walk in obedience to God Almighty. You want to see the blessings of God, then we need to be obedient to God Almighty. You know, our call is different from Moses, and we, we realize that, but we have a responsibility and a tremendous responsibility of fulfillment to the Lord. Not just the preachers in this Bible conference or our preacher brethren who hold to the truth that we believe, I talk right here in this book, but people who are saved by God's grace, everybody, we have a tremendous responsibility. Do you realize that people are looking at us? Our children, I consider this my grandchildren. Our children, they're grown now. But I remember those boys whenever they were very, very, very young. I'll tell you what they did. They learned us before they ever learned their ABCs. Before they do do anything like about letting the first readers, they'd watch you, and they'd study you. And that's where they learned a lot. You can teach your children a whole lot by your behavior. Amen. And I'll tell you what, whenever a person says, I'm saved by God's grace, and, and I go to church, then it should make a difference in your living. And there are those that, that, that study you, and they watch you. Whether it's on purpose or not, it's just a natural thing. Right. You say you belong to God, to God? Here is Moses and he was responsible and he was a servant of God and he believed God Moses really believed God and the Lord had used him tremendously tremendously 1 Corinthians the 4th chapter verse 2 says moreover it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful right. a person be found faithful Moses wanted to know and to experience God and more so more so he knew just the leadership skills that he had and he had leadership skills he could he could do that he needed a fresh glimpse of who God is all that God all that God is and what God is going to use him for what God is all about Moses had a desire to know God and to know more about the Lord about what? To know His ways. Mm-hmm. It's good to know the ways of the Lord. Yeah, that's right. I'll tell you one, our God is a sovereign God. And he does as He pleases in the army of heaven, doesn't He? Right. That's right. He doesn't ask anybody at all. No, don't. He has somebody to do something, then that somebody is going to do something. If He chooses somebody to do something, they best do that what God leads them in to do. Right. And He'll take care of the situation. The 13th verse to know the way of the Lord. He said, now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way. Let me see it now. I want to do what I'm supposed to do. Show me. He needed that grace. He needed to know. He wants to better understand the way that God operates so that he can serve God better. The more you know about the Lord, the closer you're going to be to the Lord. Amen. Better you'll be in the vocation that God has given you if it is that or just a student of the Bible. If you want to know more about the Lord then you're going to have to get in the book and to read and see about the Lord and see about God Almighty. Grow in grace and grow in knowledge. Not only so, but next to know the person of God. The person of God. There is God the Father. There's God the Son. And God, the Holy Spirit. Right. You know we're we're the baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's right. Particular order each time. The, the individuals. We know that there is one God. We know that the essence of God itself, and they're they're all the same. They're all the same. There is God the Father. He's the one that predestinated things all before the foundation of the world. It's the Lord Jesus Christ that execute those things that has been declared by God Almighty. Whatever God before the foundation of the world chose people to be saved, it's the Lord Jesus Christ that come to accomplish what God had purposed. And then the Holy Spirit is a leader, a director, the illuminator, mm-hmm. illuminates the mind and stirs, stirs the, the heart. To know the person of God. In verse 13 again, he says, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now the way. Show me now the way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. Moses wanted to enjoy a deeper fellowship with the Lord. And that's what Christians need this time, day and time. Right. Sovereign grace people today, we, we, we need, beyond any doubt. We need to have a closer connection with the Lord Jesus Christ, a, a greater fellowship. Look, there's more to just going to church on Sunday eve- Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening, or Bible conference and worshiping God. That's right. There's more to it than that. We're to worship God at all times. That's right, right. If we know the Lord, then we're, we're to desire a, a, a fellowship with the Lord. Not only so, Moses also wanted God's presence. He wanted to realize it. The very presence of God. In Exodus 33 and verse 15, here we read, And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, Carry us not up hence. If you're not going, I'm not going. I can't do it. If you don't go with us, there's no way in the world that I'm going to be able to do it. I can't because I need you. Every a person who is saved, and everybody who is not saved should know it beyond any doubt that there is God and we and we should depend on God. But those who belong to God and you have the spiritual nature, this, this spiritual that God has given you being saved, then you know that we need the Lord and the fellowship of the Lord, guidance, direction. Amen. We need that. The fourth thing, you want to see his glory. Where's your glory? Show me your glory. I need to have it. I've got a responsibility. It's tremendous here. I can't do this by myself. He said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Bold. He needed a deeper relationship in his worshiping the Lord. We need a desire to know God's ways to better serve Him. We need that. Not everyone now, listen to me. I believe even in Christendom today. Not everyone wants the experience of this kind. Because you know what it'll do? It'll cause you to have to do more than what you do right now. And I don't mean you in the sense of anybody here, but if you're guilty, so be it. Some people... They don't really want this experience because if they do want this, if they do receive this experience, that means that they're going to have to be more attendant to the things of God, more faithful to church. Right. And, and and not to come in after the bell rings, so to speak. And and not not to, but to sit there unless you really have to get up. And but stay in to listen to the messages because why? Because you want to listen to the message. Don't miss churches unless you're absolutely providentially hindered. Go because that's what you want to do. Not because you have to. It's a privilege to serve God Almighty. Whenever the Lord begins to move in the life of an individual, whenever God begins to move in the life of, of, of a church itself, to move upon that church, I'll tell you what, He will root out sin and hypocrisy if he was really going to clean it up, one of the first things he's going to do is root out the sin and the hypocrisy of it. He'll do that. Now let's consider next. I've got about 15 minutes. The Lord answered Moses. 19 and 20, Exodus, the 33rd chapter. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I'll proclaim thy name, the, the name of the Lord before thee. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face. Well, there shall no man see me and live. God tells Moses that he will go ahead and present his request. I'll do that. But Why? Why? Verse 17, and the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight. And I'll think, uh, and, and I'll know thee by name, brother. Yep. Found grace. Moses found grace in the eyes of the Lord, didn't he? Yep. Yes, he did. That's because grace was there. That's right. Well, that means. It means a lot. Thank God for that, that he He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But I'll tell you something else. It tells me also Moses did not earn this experience. He didn't deserve this experience. What anything that he did to call God upon? Okay, I'll go ahead and answer your prayer. I'm going to be, I'm going to do just what you want me to do. Moses did not deserve that no more than we deserve the blessings that we receive right here in this life. There's not a one of us deserves salvation. We don't deserve going to glory. Nope. Don't deserve it at all. God's gracious. He is gracious. What was it? For, Moses, for the Lord to do what he said that he would do with Moses, it was the sovereign choice of God and not Moses. Right. Moses was the servant. And the Lord was going to see the Israelites in Canaan. It's already been mentioned, you know, a land with milk and honey. it hadn't flowed that way and it hadn't it's not flowing that way right now, is it? People all over the country's having trouble because Israel's is protecting themselves over there. But there's been a battle going on ever since they crossed Jordan. Yeah. There's been a battle. And it will be. You best be careful concerning Israel. That's the Lord's nation. That's, right, brother. that's his that's his that's his his people. That's right. All of those things are left. Concerning the will and the purpose of God Almighty, but then whenever we meet certain criteria, now listen, then He'll show up. Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, verse verse fourteen. Second Chronicles, seven and fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves right. and pray and seek my face, that's what Moses we wanted to. Wanted to see the Lord, wanted to see His face, wanted, wanted to realize the, the glory of God, what it is. And turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sins, and will we'll heal their land. Moses, no way in the world that he could receive the full treatment. God can't pour everything on us at one time, we couldn't handle it. Not at all. He couldn't experience the fullness of the glory of God. He could not see all of it. He would not be able to do that and even survive. I believe Moses understood this. And we knew too also. And here's what I'm going to show you. From verses 21 through verse 23. You see, at the same time, there is a place. This place makes all the difference. All the difference lies right here. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me. And thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand, And I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. You just can't behold all the glory of God. This place is a cliff in the rock. The only place, I mean the only one place, the only one where man will ever see God. And That's in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see Christ, you live for Christ. You're living for God. Right. If you want to know anything about God, you're going to have to know about Christ. You're going to have to be saved by the sovereign grace of, of, of God. It's going to have to be the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Christ is the rock. We sing that song of the rock of ages. First Corinthians, the 10th chapter and, and verse 4. And I'm running through this so I can try to get as much in as, as I can. And and they did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ and that rock is Christ today if you want to see God the Father and if you want to know anything about God the Father then look to God the Son the Lord Jesus Christ it's all about Christ what did he do coming to this world as a little baby just a little baby You know, it's just going to be a week or two. They've still got him as a baby. He's going to be in that little old manger. They'll put him in there. That's not him, but you know what I'm talking about. That's playing and toying with the things of God. That's a dangerous, very dangerous thing to do. Anything like that, it's, it's dangerous. And then he began to grow up and he lived an impeccable life. He pleased God Almighty as no one's ever pleased God Almighty. He accomplished what Adam could not accomplish. Somebody said he's the second Adam. He's not the second Adam. There is no second Adam. If anybody says Christ is the second Adam, that's the implication there's going to be a third Adam. He's the last Adam. Christ is the last Adam. There's the first Adam. The last Adam accomplished what the first Adam could not. He failed God. He was disobedient. The Lord Jesus Christ has never been disobedient at all. You want see the glory of God, and as Moses had saw the glory of God, I'll tell you what, whenever Moses saw the glory of God, and the part, as much of the glory of God as he saw, was the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Christophacy. Abraham saw the Christophacy of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was there that as those angels went on to Sodom and Gomorrah, some reason the angel of the Lord and the Lord himself didn't go on with them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They saw the very Christ of God. They saw him in that fiery furnace. The Lord lived for about 33 and a half years here upon this earth. He finished what he was to have finished concerning uh, perfection. Not having sinned. Not being able to sin. Then he went to that tree. And they crucified him. They tried, everywhere in the, they tried everywhere in the world to kill him. I know people who say you're straining here. Man did not kill the Lord Jesus Christ. He laid down his own life. Amen. 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 He laid it down. They couldn't take it away from him. That's right. They couldn't give it back, but he could take it away and give it back. Amen. He is alive. He's is alive forevermore. He's at the right hand of power. Right now. I mean there's the God the Father. The right hand of power. And so is the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody said there. He is with all of those scars. I'm not sure it scars. I don't know what it's wound. To see what the sons of men did to the very Christ of God. There's the glory of God. The Lord Jesus Christ comes as man here upon this earth as the glory of God. We see it. And there is, there, there's no question about it. And I don't have just just a few minutes, but I know that uh, that the Lord has has accomplished all of these things for the the Israelites, but not of that for us for us as well. Notice a special relationship with God. I have so much more that I wanted to say on this, but in verses 30, chapter 34, and verse. And and Exodus 34, verse 34 and 35. Exodus 34. But when Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off, until he came out, and he came out, and spake unto the children of Israel that which was commanded. He, He was commanded. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone, Moses put the veil upon his face again until he went in to speak with him. There was this closeness, this connection between the Lord and Moses that did not exist before. It wasn't there. I'll tell you what, whenever you are made able to walk with the Lord, to believe God and to live for him and to trust him, you're not going to be like you were before. It's different now. It makes a difference. Being saved is just not making a decision. Turning over a new leaf. Quit doing anything. Or like I had mentioned last evening, or letting God. Why don't you let God come into your heart? I'll tell you what, whenever the Lord gets ready to go into the heart, there ain't going to be no letting, there's going to be God into the heart. Amen. There's going to be faith that will be meted out to that individual to believe and to trust in Christ Jesus. The Lord does not Love. I don't believe he loves one person more than he loves another person, but he may reveal himself more to another person. Yes, he might. That happens. If he has revealed himself to you, give him the praise and the glory and the honor. I know those who walk close to our Savior will realize his closeness to them as he is. God bless you, brother. Amen.
0: Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, several years ago, I was working in an emergency room and I was standing next to the counter working on some paperwork. And out of nowhere, bam, just somebody hit me in the small of the back. And I turned around holding myself. You know, what was that for? And this was a physician about this tall, she says, oh, I thought you were somebody else, and she walked away. So her, she had strained discernment because she saw me from behind. She saw my back parts. As human beings, I mean, in this conference, trying to see the anthropomorphisms of God or some of them, in our limited minds, we have strained discernment of who God is, don't we? And our strained discernment—it's through the Word of God, it's by the Spirit of God—and and we're going to die, every one of us, still thinking, "I don't know," right? We're, we're, if you got it all figured out, then we need to talk. <laughs> strained discernment. There's a lot of wisdom in this room, and and I, I could grow by every every one of y'all. But if I if I tried to pin you down on some things, you would all agree—we've got strained discernment. As he was preaching, I I thought of a passage, a passage over in Revelation chapter 22 came to my mind, um, and I'll read it to you. Revelation 22 and verse 1, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, there was a a tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations and there shall be no more curse but the throne of god and of the lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him and they shall see his face i'm looking for a time where there is no more strained discernment you know what i mean (laughs) that sounds pretty great doesn't it i wish that woman didn't have strained discernment and she wouldn't hit me in the back you know All these things God permitted him to know about Himself in, in Exodus 33, with with all perfections and ability afforded by God, His people. You know th- this this vagueness, and I hate to use that word vagueness, but you know we we can read this, and at times it seems vague. That we're, we're, even today we're just seeing the back parts of God, but one day. I I will see his face and his name shall be in my forehead and there shall be no night there and they need no candle, neither light of the sun for the Lord God giveth them light and they shall reign forever and ever. I thank God for the back parts. I can't wait to see the front part. Brother, I appreciate that message. Brother White, uh, please come lead us in a song.